and welcome back. I'm here with my good friend Tracy. I'm here with my wonderful friend Amber. And this is the Road to Tar Fallen, a Wheel of Time podcast, talking today about episode nine of House of the Dragon. We are going to jump right into it, and we have this young little boy wandering through the dark castle, and he shows up and tells Alicent's handmaiden that the king is dead, and she informs Alicent, and off we go. And off we go. I loved how beautifully this was filmed, by the way. Cinematography here was great. This is another one of the Claire Kilner-directed episodes. I think that the... The episodes that she's directed have been really stunning. I would say each one of the ones that she's done, because she also did the episode where Damon takes young Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Yeah, yeah, and like she's had the outside in King's Landing episodes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, this was on my list of things that I wanted, mm-hmm. but I wanted to get outside of the castle and see what more mm-hmm. of the people were doing and how yeah. things are going there. Yeah. So really appreciated that this episode was great. And to see like the weird violent things that happen in Fleet right? like, whoa, <sighs> whoa, that blew my mind. The last thing on the opening scene, again, this is where I think House of the Dragon is doing such a good job. It's just that quick dash through the kitchen. It's super fast. And just even giving that little tiny bit of attention to something so small can make such a big difference in how a scene feels and how a show feels. Like, yes, it just feels so much more centered around home and hearth and family in some ways when you involve a kitchen scene. Yeah, it's really nice to see the interior shots within the castle and you get a feel for what is the world like here. Yeah. It feels like the world is alive mm-hmm. and people are busy and working mm-hmm. and it feels really immersive. Yeah. yeah. So Otto and Alicent have a meeting and she's like, yo, the king named Aegon his heir. And we have this conversation where I roll. I mean, Alicent knew about the prophecy. Like, Viserys had told her previously. So I guess she's a huge hypocrite. I I shouldn't be surprised about anything. Mm -hmm. But I guess this is what gave her that little nudge to kind Mm -hmm. of fully move over to being open to her son usurping, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I liked how, as this scene was going on, we get this little flash of the handmaid lighting the candles Mm -hmm. in the window. Mm -hmm. So things are happening. Things are definitely happening. With this scene, I feel that Allison has this look like, like she kind of hoped for this, but she doesn't really necessarily want this or know what to do do with it and now it's just all been kind of dropped here and I think she's looking for help aid something from Otto and he looks like he just got a pony for Christmas yeah. you know he's like Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's all I ever wanted and yeah. I just I, I know why they don't stop to ask this question Like, this group of people has completely disregarded the fact that the actual heir to the throne has an heir named Aegon. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's another Aegon. There's so another like... Aegon. So why is it? Why is it, Allison? Come on. You just went. There was so much that ju- had just happened before poor drug addled the series was like talking to someone and didn't even realize who the fuck he was talking to. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, of course it's our Aegon. Yeah. You know, Viserys has only stood by his decision for 20 years. Right. You know, it, right. could, it, it, it could only be our Aegon. And I'm like, I know why you guys don't want to see this, <laughs> but it's real frustrating that no one has mentioned it at all yet. At all. Yeah. And I like to call attention to the sheer hypocrisy of Alicent later on in this episode she has a conversation with Rainey's where mm-hmm. she kind of throws it in Rainey's face. Like you're fine with just letting your husband call the shots mm-hmm. and he has ambition for power and you're letting it happen. You mm-hmm. know, those, those aren't your relatives. You're not related. They're bastards, mm-hmm. but she's so blinded that she doesn't make the connection of what her own father is doing to her where it's like this whole talk about like letting a man like overtake the situation and yep. call the shots mm-hmm. but like Allison is doing the exact same thing hello yeah. hello but then yeah you were talking about Talia lighting the candles is this a secret code is yes. this like her secret spy code where she's yes. like yeah okay that's what I thought too absolutely I think so yeah. So we move to the small council meeting. Lord Beesbury is murdered by Kristen Cole. Like, pour one out for Lord Beesbury. He was a real one. He really tried. Poor guy. But I'm like, okay, this guy has been around for so long. He's seen so many things. And to be just so unsanctimoniously, like, head bashed in right. by Kristen Cole again. Oof. <sighs> this guy. I really liked the statement by Tylen Lannister where he's kind of like, things are going into motion now. Yep. Like, all the talk is about Aegon and everyone's pretty much in on it. Everyone's cool, have been uh-huh. planning for Aegon anyways. And Tylen says, Storm's End is a concern. Mm-hmm. And I really love the inclusion of this line into the dialogue mm-hmm. because... When we get to season two, we're going to see all of the other houses Mm -hmm. choosing sides. Mm -hmm. And to start getting an idea of that now is really important. Mm -hmm. Council plans to kill Rhaenyra and her family. Otto commands Lord Commander Westerling to go to Dragonmount and murder Rhaenyra and family. He balls up his cloak. Love it. it down. He's like, Love not it. happening. I resign from the King's Guard until there's a king. Which, I mean, phrasing. He doesn't say queen, but I guess that was smart on his behalf. I did not catch that. I did not catch that. Although I liked that it was pointed out because, you know, Otto keeps running around saying things like, in the name of the king's justice and for the king and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, there's no king yet. There's still technically no king, so who's justice? And this guy is like, you know what? Nope, not doing it. Yeah. What they're doing is so wrong on so many levels. And again, 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 fucking Kristen Cole gets nothing for killing someone in front of a room full of people. Total pass. Total pass. 
Like, the Lord Commander goes after him for, like, all of two seconds, and then the Queen is like, everything is fine. And this brings up the question of why did they let Lord Commander Westerling go? Just walk out of the room? Right? Sometimes there's these question marks where I'm well, like... Well, yeah! Mm-hmm. Like, one of, the, one of the small council members is like, we should remove Lord Beesbury's body, and... Otto is like, no one leaves until we're done with our business. But then Lord Westerling just walks out the door, just walks out the door. Nobody even makes an attempt to stop him. Yeah. But I mean, it seemed like they really wanted to keep everything super under wraps. And then this guy just walks. I mean, it would have made so much more sense to just have to imprison him or have Kristen Cole just kill him. He kills people at a whim for no reason with no repercussions. So... What, like, if you want this secret kept this badly, you've already started one body count, count, what, less than 10 minutes into the announcement that Aegon's going to be king? Send Kristen Cole after the guy who may potentially blab all over everything. Because, you know, if the queen... Yeah. mm, I was about to say if the queen told him to do it, but I can't see Allison actually making that command in that moment. I have some very mixed feelings about Allison after this episode. Very mixed. Yeah. Very, 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 yeah. very, very mixed feelings about Allison. <gasps> let's, yeah, let's continue yeah. forward because there's so much that so happens much. towards the latter half mm-hmm. of this episode. Yeah. Aegon is missing. We move again to Otto dispatching Lord Eric and his brother, mm-hmm. who are both of the Kingsguard, to go find Aegon. Yeah. Rainey's is locked in her room. Mm-hmm. Alicent dispatches Cole. Kristen Cole and Eamon goes with him to find Aegon. Mm-hmm. And then we're on the streets of King's Landing. We have this assembly in the throne room. Otto has anyone who is not loyal to his cause and Aegon as king disposed of, essentially. And we have Laris watching from overhead, creeping in creep. total creep mode. <laughs> Such a creep. Our guy... Lord Caswell, Mm -hmm. he's thinking about it. You know, he stays standing for a few moments until he sees the others being ushered out. Yeah. And he's like, okay, he kneels and things seem to be okay for him. But as we see later on, he's not okay. (laughs) Not Not okay. okay. (laughs) Nope. Then we move to the streets of King's Landing and we get this child fighting pit. And what is this? What is this? Here's the thing. There's nothing redeeming about Aegon. This is like his place where he hangs out, apparently, which is like. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's alluded to that there's this other like little blonde haired child in there. And they're like, that's one of Aegon's. So like he has bastards of his own. Yep. Alicent probably doesn't. I'm sure if she knew about it, she would be upset, but she's been taking precaution to not let this happen. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that it is happening, and this is the same thing that she was berserk over Rhaenyra for doing, so. Yeah. This woman, man. Yeah. Man. And this this kid, his own children in child slave fighting pits, so. It is really hellacious. This is another scene filmed really, really well. And I think had it been filmed differently, it would have been almost impossible to watch. 
because of the content of it, but because yeah, so yeah. much of it was shot from afar or really up close. Yeah, or like on the crowd, through the crowd, kind of like blocking the view mm -hmm. of what's happening. The the minute there was a child's face with filed down teeth, I almost had to like press that forward 15 seconds thing because I didn't know if I was going to be able to handle what came next. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like this got across the absolute horror of what this was without being like so bad that I didn't feel like vomiting immediately they have this shot from up close of the teeth yeah and then once again it's kind of like far away mm -hmm. and you see them kind of like lashing with claws out at each yeah. other yeah but it's in a way that it's almost like it doesn't feel as personal because of the way that the camera moves yes. you know it was almost like stationary like mm -hmm. someone standing there watching yeah yeah and then to have one of the is it eric or Arik? Gosh, I mean, really? Yeah. Guys, come on. <laughs> come on. Rhaenyras and Rainey's, Arik and Eric, you couldn't. <laughs> there has to be a better supply of names so we don't get quite so confused. But what the one who's like, Aegon is a piece of shit. Is like, do mm -hmm. you see what he is now? Do you see? Like, he's trying to get his brother, his twin brother, mm -hmm. to realize that the person that they are trying to bring back and have Crown. crowned is a piece of shit human being. And his brother is like, oh, following orders. It's cool. Gonna keep yeah. moving forward with this. How could you still feel that way after seeing the child fighting pit? How could you still be okay with that guy? Are these people immune to, like, what goes on in this world, maybe? Like, it's just so prevalent mm. that it's like, oh, yeah, that's just the way of the world. This like, is the norm. I don't know. <laughs> right? This is why I think we need to see more often, like, what's happening on the streets, mm -hmm. the outside view of people who are just not within the castle, because it's easier to understand people's motivations when we understand like their worldview and yeah. like we see it. I do think we get a good hint in this episode that King's Landing is going to become more about the people of King's Landing in the future. Everything going on with Masaria is mm -hmm. interesting to me mm -hmm. it feels like her accent changes <laughs> though it's, it's really <laughs> inconsistent it's like it's sometimes almost... i'm getting like the german uh where it's hard to pronounce like a th from her and i'm like oh uh -huh. it's kind of like a and then i'm like wait is that like caribbean right or... <laughs> where are you from <laughs> Who is your it's all a part coach. of her disguise, yeah. <laughs> she, you never can pin her down as to where she might be from because she's just always rotating through accents. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. This makes more sense. I can be down with that if this is like, this is a form of disguise. New headcanon. That's right. I, I accept this now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought this was really neat how they were doing this almost like layered piece in this section where it's Cole and Amon having their little side story, Eric yes. and Eric too are, <laughs> are having their side story. 
and poor uh, Lord Caswell is having his moment as well. And yeah, as we get to it, it's not just that Aegon is not fit to be king. Otto is definitely not fit to be advisor to the king because no poor Lord Caswell gets grabbed from out of the courtyard just as he's getting ready to leave. He's brought to Otto and Otto's last statement is let the king's justice take him. Mm-hmm. And again, who's justice? What king? No Where's king? the king? There's no king, Amber. Yeah. Who's he talking about? <laughs> and do you know what form the king's justice takes? Hanging him inside the red yeah. keep. Inside. They are hanging bodies of people who are not on their team inside the red keep. That is some dark shit. That's dark. It's incredibly threatening. I mean, right? It makes sense that they would do that, but this is like total dictator move. 1,000%. There's no question here. Mm -hmm. Like, no question. It's just, you know, terrible across the board. There's no way to work that out in any other way. Nope. With Otto, it's all like death or nothing. Which is really interesting in the way that they portrayed him as being hand to the king because... When he's with Viserys, it's all buddy buddy, like, you know, like you're just a you're just a laid back, gentle guy. Go with your heart, King V. Like, just <laughs> everything's all good. But you see, like, that was how he was manipulating him. Now we see this other side of him where like as soon as he has control, like this is how he controls this situation. So again And he's been angling for this for so long. So long. He's had this all worked out. Like, he's had this ready to go. so long. Yeah. The minute King Viserys' wife died, he was like, oh, I have a daughter. I have a daughter. She has a womb. I can just, like. (laughs) It's it's not even a daughter. (laughs) I have a womb for you. Here. (laughs) Have my womb. That's, (laughs) like. It's so true. It doesn't. Because, I mean, really, it doesn't matter. Yeah. At all. At all. Oh my god. I mean, seriously, has Allison not been treated like shit by every single man in her life? All of them. And she just keeps coming back for more. You want to shake her, you know? How? Uh, yes. And at the same time, I mean, this started when she was so young. Like, when she was well, yeah, so she's young. She's been conditioned, you know? Yep. Breaking out of that when you're trying to like find your balance for power and you're trying to protect your family. Like, I think a lot about, well, we can talk, we can talk about that soon when we get to it. We'll talk about this more later. My Alicent emotions because. No, go ahead. There's a go lot ahead. for. Well, it's, it's the scene with her and Laris later. Watching her throughout this entire episode going toe to toe with various individuals. And all of the men and the degrading ways that they treat her. Just constantly. Like she's just going from trying to manage one vile man to another. From her father to her son to this weird Laris creepiest dude. Creepiest. Oh my god. Oof. This guy. This guy. That scene, Amber. This is one thing that I have seen some people comment on and Mm -hmm. after I thought about it I was like yeah I I totally see that but it's also like strange that they 
chose like the person who has a handicap to be like the creepy McCreeperton, where oh. it's something that happens sometimes in film. Yeah. They go really far out of their way to make him just really, really icky. Really icky with yeah. the scene, with the foot, the foot yeah. scene. It's a... I don't know what else to call it. It's so gross. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. And unfortunately, I think this is a, a really solid real world example of what women are subjected to in order to be able to play in a game of power that's run by all men. It's either emotional manipulation, sexual manipulation, physical manipulation, emotional manipulation. And as a woman, your options are super, super limited. So what do you do? Who do you trust? And then you get pulled into these really terrible situations where all of a sudden you're showing some dude your feet so he can get off to them so that you can get the information you need so that you can take care of your family. Like, What the fuck kind of situation is that to be in? It's awful, but it's not uncommon. I would say, that kind of exploitation. Allison is just, you know, like there's a part, like a very, very tiny part of me that feels sorry for her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's because like I can't take the wor- real world lens off my eyes where I'm like, mm-hmm. you're such a hypocrite. Just walk away. Like, what do you want to do? You know, like you could avoid this if you really wanted to. What is wrong with you where like you're inviting this chaos and danger into your own family? Mm-hmm. What kind of mother are you? Like, that's her whole thing. And like you see at the end of this episode, like, She's standing between her children and that dragon. Yeah, she like, is. Like, yeah, she's flinching and, like, looking away, but she's resolute, like, mm-hmm. standing there. So, like, yeah. they're making her out to be, like, you know, I will protect my family. Like, yeah. I am a mother. Like, yeah. that was her toast to Rhaenyra. Like, we're mothers. See, mm-hmm. we can get along because we have babies. Yeah. But at the same time, she's just throwing her kids into the situation where it's like, you know that some of these kids are going to end up dead, don't you? Yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah. But it's just, she's completely blind or conditioned, and it's like, poor her, but like, also you want to shake her. And I ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Mixed feelings, yeah. like you said. I, I think my sympathy level for her has increased quite a bit with this episode, and also thinking more along the lines of like, very early Alicent. Her mother dies when she's very young. She gets married to King Viserys when she's also very young, which mm-hmm. puts a huge rift between her and her only other real female friend at a very young age. And a lot of the things that she should have been able to learn in that in-between state of being like a young woman to adult woman all of that got like kind of ripped away from her. And I think one of the things that I just kind of started thinking about for her as well, like real world wise, when you are the queen, you don't have friends. Like you can't become queen and then make a bunch of friends and expect them to actually be your real friends, you know, like, right. It's no one's on that same level as you. Yeah. 
She has no one to advise oh, her. Oh, poor nobility, poor <laughs> royals. What a hard life. I just, I just feel bad for anybody who's had to go through that level of incessant manipulation. Like, it's been nonstop yeah. for her for a really yeah. long time. And I just... No, I agree with you in that yeah. aspect. But at the same time, I'm like, it's just a huge eye roll for me where I'm like, <laughs> oh, these people. Yeah. Do you think that when Otto is given this, like, proposition from Laris that he is welcome to the information that he's getting one-on-one from his daughter, that Otto has any idea of what's happening between the two of them? Like, it felt so dirty later coming back and looking at that scene where he is like, you know, that time that I spend alone with your daughter doesn't have to just benefit, you know, her and me. Like, I can tell you stuff too. And I'm like, gross, gross. And I fully believe that if Laris could get more from Otto, uh-huh. like if there was a way that he could learn more mm-hmm. or get a higher position mm-hmm. or use that to his advantage, he would. Yep. But I think it just comes down to Allison being much easier to manipulate. Yeah. What can he get from Otto yeah. that he can't get from Allison? Maybe he wants to play both of them. Like in the event that Allison faction wins with influence over Aegon versus Otto faction winning influence over Aegon. Like, maybe he wants to make sure that he's a little bit in each pocket. Yeah, that would make sense. It's just another, like, example of both of them being totally willing to use Alicent. Yeah, so we move to Alicent meeting with Rainey's, and I really liked this scene, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. it was a little bit on the nose. Yeah. There's this quote from... Alicent, where she says, We do not rule, but we guide the men that do away from violence and sure destruction and instead towards peace. Mm -hmm. And then we have Rainey saying, And yet desire not to be free, but to make Mm -hmm. a window in the wall of your prison. And I thought this was such a really well written, great scene. Mm -hmm. The dialogue was awesome. I think it's interesting that. They're just like so open and so forceful with the message here, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It is kind of surprising to see that put almost center stage in a fantasy series. Yeah. I don't think it's exactly where you expect to have something that just kind of like smacks you in the face like that. That's just like, I don't know, it has a lot of layers to it, a lot of complexities to it. And I think that it was done beautifully by both actresses. Like, there was the face acting in this entire <laughs> episode. I like, I got a, Olivia Cook, the actress that plays. She makes Allison, so many facial expressions. Like, <laughs> it's, and some of them are almost comical. Right. Like, <laughs> and some of them are just so perfect, just so perfect. And I was just like, man, I really. This scene in particular, I thought was really good, like her talking with Rainies and whatnot. But it was probably the best scene, I would say, in the mm-hmm. whole episode. But it wasn't. I have a question for you. It wasn't subtle. It was like a jackhammer. Yeah. You know? Do you think that Alicent wants to sit on the Iron Throne? 
like the way that Rainis asks her, have you ever thought about sitting on the Iron Throne? Because this is one of those places where I feel as though Alicent's face gives an answer, but I think it's one that's open to interpretation. Yeah, I think she has, but I think she's been so conditioned to believe that that's not her place that any time it would like, you know, kind of like crawl its way to the surface, she would just smush it right back down. Yeah, yeah. Like not even acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like, yes, she's thought about it, and the answer is no. Like partially the conditioning and partially also she's been kind of regent ruling for a while and it seems like a huge headache and maybe it's better to be the person behind than the person sitting in the throne Mm -hmm. you know there's almost the implication that she's asking her like with that question do you believe a woman can sit on the iron throne interesting because she's coming to rainy's like oh it should have been you it should have been you Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't think that allison is really open to the idea of stepping out of the norms mm-hmm. of society. So, like, I don't think she would back a woman on the throne mm-hmm. anyways, unless it was, like you said, from the sidelines. Yeah. Like, within the societal way that it's okay. That it's okay for her to do that. Yeah. Right, which is, like, what we see with Cersei, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that with Cersei. But yeah, it's just kind of like it's rehashing a lot of stuff from A Song of Ice and Fire and A Game of Thrones, but like it's just much more blunt mm-hmm. here. It's much more forceful, mm-hmm. I feel like, which, is, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was good because it's going to, for people who like haven't thought about this mm-hmm. in the context that we, I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's not like mm-hmm. something new, but... I think maybe they had to make it this way so it like really breaks through to someone who'd never really given the thought to it yet. Mm-hmm. But for me, like when I, when we talk about these types of things, like it's so almost daily to the point where like in this instance, like the way that it's just kind of like, it's getting like hit in the face with the bat. It's like, okay, I get it. I see it. I I, I got it. Understood. <laughs> you know what so, I mean? <laughs> yes. I was actually thinking exactly that thing. Like while you were sitting there thinking, I was like, I wonder if part of it has to do with the fact that this is like normal, daily, immersive conversation topics for the two of us. Like, right. And it it's the same for me and like, almost all of my my friends like we talk about gender inequality frequently if not on a daily basis a weekly basis minimum (laughs) so like but not everyone does and so like maybe it does have to be this hey guys pay attention like flashing yeah blinking big neon light look at this look at this you know Mm -hmm. and i mean may and maybe that is exactly what it needs to be yeah that's true that's true i mean consider i mean no 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 offense to anyone but considering what the general population draw has been for fantasy series maybe a little nudge in the direction of what the plight of women is, is mm-hmm. not such a bad thing, you know? 
Yeah. So, because I mean, really, it sucks. It's still, it, nope. You know what? This is, this is not the place. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> This is not the place. This is not the place. No, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. We'll talk more about Rainey's because she's got stuff coming up ahead. She's magnificent. So we move to Missaria meeting with Otto. Mm -hmm. And she has hidden Aegon away in, like, the weirdest place ever. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know. Just there. Just hide right there. Right, she wants these child fighting pits closed. I love and it. Otto, and Otto gives like this total a hole boss line where he's like, <laughs> "I'll look into it." It's like, "Masari, don't take that. Come on, don't take that." By the way, after this conversation, move, get out of town. Like right? when he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll remember. I'll remember." I was like, "Oh, that means that means it's time to relocate, girl." Right? Find a new place to stay. Right? See, okay, because later on there's that burning building. Is that and her I was building? Like, That's what I thought. I was like, so because Laurie's this was so hard, I didn't catch it until the second watch because yeah. I was so thrown by all the ankle action. But he's informing her, like, hey, look, there's spies in the red keep mm-hmm. and Otto pretty much knows about it. Mm-hmm. If he's implicating Masaria needing to be killed and taken care of so that Otto no longer has this advantage as well, mm-hmm. because not only do the spies need taken care of, but this whole situation with Otto and Masaria, does he know about this because of his B-boys? Like, do we have different factions of spies now? Oof. So with this burning building, I didn't know if it was Otto or if it was Alicent via Laurie's. Yeah. Oof. I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. That's, you know what? Yeah. I just assumed Otto. I figured he'd just come back and been like, no one tells me that anyone other than me put my grandson on the throne. Like, I'm the guy, not you. Mm-hmm. Where she says, there is no power but that which the people give people you. People allow you to take. Exactly. Yep, I wrote that one down, too. Again, there were so many moments just quick little bits of dialogue throughout the entire episode where I was like, yeah, wouldn't it just be amazing if there would be like this, please forgive me, like a quasi-French revolution, the sans-culotte uprise in King's Landing and they take over the nobility and you have like this reminder from the people, from women of the city that you don't get to be in charge without our permission. And I think that that would be kind of a fun twist to take, making them a player in the design of government as well as all of the noble houses. Because usually it's just the noble houses and the people that like do their thing. If we could like create something outside the noble houses, that might be kind of cool too. I just don't know if in this setting it's possible because it's like we have dragons. So like, what are you going to do? Like step (laughs) to someone with a dragon? It's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm thinking back to, I think it was a quote by Jorah Mormont at one point Mm -hmm. where they're talking about like what the wants of the common people are. And it's like, you know, they want a good harvest and mm-hmm. they want their kids to be born healthy. They don't care mm-hmm. who sits on the Iron Throne. Nope. Like, 
It's It means nothing to them. Another day, another asshole, right? Yeah, zero fucks given. I'm interested to see where this goes with Masaria because if she has backing and she's got like an army of people waiting for some reason to start a revolution, cool. I just think it would be so easy to stamp out yeah. with dragons. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... I'd still like to see it though. Right? <laughs> I mean, I I think you're right. It could be a very, very short-lived thing. But it could be kind of fun. It is interesting that she does make that comment that, you know, you would not be getting Aegon if if I weren't telling you. Right. For the right price. Because she obviously makes a profit off of this. I don't know. I to me that ah okay. So like I don't know how I feel about this because if she was really for the people and she was Uh really like you know, wanting to end this and shut it down, why the hell did she deliver Aegon? Why? Right? Like, he's the one who likes it. He's the one hanging down there with his bastards, like, fighting in the slave pits. But, like, she's like, oh, I want this to end. Well, like, Amber! What? what? <laughs> did I just ruin it for you? <laughs> You're so right! Maybe she's also just a really terrible person and she just wants money or power of her own because it is very contradictory isn't it she's like i want this thing you want power kill the air kill the air yeah he's what your fruit your fruit fly like just swat at him be done with it garbage person Uh, just uh, toss him out to the curb oh man i you know what that what oh what a weird twist that would have been Aegon gets like Next by knifed the white worm and instead of like pulling out a live Aegon from the weird hidey hole they pull out his corpse <laughs> <It was> so <laughs> weird what was he doing in there like I know he was supposed to be passed out or whatever napping <laughs> this is my it's favorite like nap dragon. spot on the cold concrete after I go watch feral children fight each other right. this place just calms me right down <laughs> I still really, I mean, I'll I'll poke at stuff and still love the episode. But yeah, that's a really, really, really good question. God. Uh, just kill Aegon. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, like, maybe there would be witnesses. Like, everyone seems to know that's Aegon. So, like, maybe it would be too dangerous for her. I'm trying to, like, think of things. Anything. Yeah, the okay. opportunity you had. So many opportunities this episode agreed i was just thinking that as well yep so otto and allison meet up they don't see eye to eye she doesn't want to do a murder but he's like cool with it and she wants (laughs) to send terms to dragonstone instead yep the lines i'll just real quick read the three dialogue lines that i really like allison's our hearts were never one i wanted whatever you pressed upon me to want that yes yep and then reluctance to murder is not a weakness and i liked that especially in shows like this violence is so frequently just the quick answer and so i i went from being like i fucking hate allison to being oh god you're just a really fucked up human being i'm sorry okay so actually because she does seem like she's gotten to this point where she's just had it with her dad Like, at the end of that, she's like, this is what's happening. 
Aegon's going to be anointed tomorrow. Because at that point, she's got Aegon, right? Like, that's what she's telling her dad. She's like, I have him. We're going to be making him king tomorrow. Everybody's going to be there. And then her dad says something stupid like, you look so much like your mother in some lights. And she has, like, another really great facial reaction to it. I feel as though at that point, she's just, we need, when she talks to Rhaenys, she talks about peace. And then later when she's sitting with Aegon, she says, we need to find a path away from callousness and cruelty. I feel like she wants whatever outcome this is to be as peaceful as possible. She does not want Rhaenyra to be killed. She does not want Daemon to be killed. She does not want the children that they have to be killed. It doesn't, but it doesn't matter because this whole situation has started, right? Like from, from the point that she said, like, yeah, I think you said Aegon's name. Like, this is like the beginning of like the Hatfield and McCoys. Mm -hmm. Like there is going to be constant bloodshed and murder over and over and over again. Yeah. So if she didn't want this violence, Mm -hmm. then she should have kept her mouth shut. That's true. Simple to me. Like, she has ambition. She has ambition. Definitely. I don't think that Alicent is free of ambition at all. And I think that, I think like you said, had she wanted things to just kind of keep going as they were, she would have just like not said anything. But this is like her deepest heart's desire is for one of her children to be king. She's so enslaved by what she feels she has to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and who she has to be, I think. But the conditioning is strong on this one. I like to think in an alternate universe, like, she and her family could go be somewhere happy. She could remarry someone who was good and kind to her. And, Wouldn't that be cool? You know, like, oh. That's not going to happen. This, that's not how this works. Nope. No. <laughs> not how this works. No, instead, the next scene bleh, is the foot scene with Lars and Allison. Yeah. I had to watch this twice to actually listen to the dialogue because I was so... <laughs> I was like, I what is going yes. on? What is going on? Yep. At first I was like, oh, her feet hurt. And then I was like, oh, nope. nope. That is not what's happening. This is not about her getting comfortable. <laughs> this is not Quite about Allison's bunions. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to, okay, let's keep going because yeah. we talked about this. We have. Aegon sobers up, he eats some gruel, Eric and Eric free Rainies, or Eric or Eric, one of them frees Rainies, mm-hmm. and there's that overhead shot with, like, the burning building, so, like, they are very, very far from the castle at yep. this point. Yeah, We've got Alice and Aegon in their carriage. Mm-hmm. Do you love me, Mom? Do you love me? But then when he sees the dagger that was... That I guess it's supposed to, he's supposed to assume that it was left to him mm-hmm. by his father. He's kind of like, like, he really does love me. Mm-hmm. You know, like he really, he does think I'm the one. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, it's the sacred, the sacred dagger because of reasons and prophecy, prophecy that he's not supposed to know about. That was the other secret. thing. I was like, did Viserys ever tell him anything to do? With the dagger? And if everyone knows about this prophecy, Alicent is really a dum-dum. Right. For getting it wrong. Yeah. Extra dum-dum. Anywho. Oh. Uh. 
the bells are ringing, everyone is ushered into the sept, Otto has a really nice speech, Aegon is named king, and the crowd goes wild. We do have Aegon, like, walking in this sword tunnel. Yeah, yeah. The scene. Tracy, I, I, okay, I, I don't want... <laughs> like harp on this episode because i thought it was good yeah 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 but please do please do feel free i'm here for watch it. watch this whole scene mm-hmm. without the soundtrack without the music Ooh, because okay. as i was watching it the first time i was like getting a little bit emotional mm-hmm. and this is just that's how good like mm-hmm. the theme is to this music like the songs are so good yeah where i'm just like so overwhelmed with emotion and yeah. then I watched this again without sound just with subtitles on uh-huh. it looks goofy as hell <laughs> this whole sword tunnel it's like every bad wedding where they do the I was I was just thinking the bad thing. wedding thing yes it's the yes. bad wedding thing and then he's like having this moment where he's doing like the cheesy fist pumping but with a sword <laughs> I will have to watch it. I will have to watch it that way. I don't know. I don't I, know. The soundtrack is bumping, though. It is so good. The music it is really, so great. It really, really is. I agree. That's one of the things that's really stood out to me is how good the music is. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's so pretty. And I am actually, yeah. I am a thumbs up for keeping the original theme song. Because, I mean, who doesn't love... Like you hear it, uh, it's right there. You're there. Just the music alone was enough to totally change how I felt about one certain scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting, like how open we are to manipulation, like via noises and music, yeah. and yeah, I'm not saying that it makes it a bad thing for the show, uh-huh. but it just struck me how absolutely different the scene looked. Without mm-hmm. all the trumpets and I'm all of the music, I'm gonna go watch it like that. <laughs> I'll have to see it. And also, like you're, you mean to tell me that the city watch had this whole routine ready to go? Like, didn't even know the king was dead, and they planned out this whole big thing. Come on, come on. Yeah, it is pretty inelaborate as far as coronation ceremonies go. When you think about coronation ceremonies being like elaborate and all the lords from all over the place. And of course, they can't do that. Like there hasn't even been enough time to like let Rhaenyra know that her dad's dead. So all within a matter of like what, maybe 24 hours, Viserys is dead. He's wrapped up and ready to be whatever it is that they do, burn him or whatnot. And, mm-hmm. like, his son is made king by, like, the next morning. And yet, sword guys? <laughs> they were ready to go, Tracy. <laughs> you had- I think these were, like, the city watch guards, not, like, the white cloaks or anything. These are, like, yeah. the dudes who, and I'm doing, like, air quotes, protect the city, but right. they're pretty much just thugs. So, like... yeah. I mean, they were in such a big hurry getting everybody from King's Landing into that big building that I'm pretty sure they brought sheep with them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how fancy this is. (laughs) I got my favorite goat. 
mm-hmm. my favorite sheep. Off to the coronation ceremony. I do like how Rainey's gets kind of like pushed into this. There's no way she would have been allowed at that coronation ceremony otherwise. And so how she gets separated from one yeah. of the Eric's on the way to this yeah. and then is like, oh, well, oh, this is what's going down. Is this what I think it's going to be? And then it sure it, is. It, yeah. Okay. So like, can we get right to the oh, end? Please, with the... please. All right. This might be like one of my favorite scenes yeah. in the series. This like, is cool. Hands down. So it was cool. so cool. <laughs> but again, on the rewatch, I have so many questions. Yeah. Like, okay. First watch, I, you know, like jaw hanging open, like, oh, they, they did it. They did it. My yeah. girl, I love you. She's back. <laughs> like, she's in this. We're good. Yeah. She's not getting locked in her room. She is out of here. And I'm like, On so her hype dragon. about it. Yeah. Ugh. And also, like, I think Maylee's is my favorite. Like, oh, I love this dragon. So she's pretty. so Godzilla like. Mm-hmm. She's the fast one. Mm-hmm. And she's really old and just kind of like, bitchy and awesome i love her the dragon not rainies she's awesome too but so we have that aerial shot they are very far away from the castle mm-hmm. so unless the dragon pit was like just right next door somewhere mm-hmm. how in the hell did she get her dragon that's what i was did she have a dragon too. whistle yeah he just like came to her and burst through the floor or she came through and burst through the floor. And also, when did she have time to do a wardrobe change? Get her armor on! Right? Was she wearing it under her cloak? I don't know. That was my other question, too. I was like, so you had time to get your armor on, get your dragon, somehow find an underground tunnel, and come up through the bottom of the floor? I mean, seriously, super cool. But how did you have time to do all of that? And is this the beast beneath the boards that Helena... You think so? Yeah, Yeah, okay. There was this really great moment where, like, just for a flash, you can see Helena's face as all of this is going down. And she doesn't seem surprised. She doesn't seem scared. She almost looks reverent. Mm. Again, the way, like, the CGI and everything, the dragon with all of the spikes Mm -hmm. around the head where it's almost like a crown, Mm -hmm. and it's Ryder being the queen that never was. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, you know, so much of it got me where I was like, oh, it's just so cool. Yeah. And, like, her armor. Mm -hmm. This was one of those situations where... Game of Thrones sometimes really, like, tones down the saturation Mm -hmm. so everything looks a little bit muddled and it's not very bright. Mm -hmm. And this was one of those situations where I was like, damn, I really want to see her armor up close Mm -hmm. because it's, like, a brilliant red color Mm -hmm. and it's awesome She matches her dragon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, girl... Get out. You're too cool. I love you you so much, my dragon. (laughs) We shall match, you and me. Right? I love that. It's it's just a fun, like, it was a really fun moment. And Mm -hmm. if I don't think about it too hard and get caught up on, like, where did her armor come from? Like, does she have a dragon whistle? Is the dragon pit, like, right beneath the sept? And, like, I just don't know about it. Like, maybe it is. Maybe someone will let us know, like, that it's. It's, like, really close by, and we just don't know it. But 
Because I mean, I, I had the exact same question. I had the yeah. exact same question. I was love, love, loving it. And then I was like, wait a minute. I think that the timing on that scene, I mean, other than the whole how did all of that happen, mm-hmm. I thought it, they paced it really well as to the will she, won't she question. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. leave you hanging for too terribly long. But I always felt like Rainey's was, like, right on the edge of a Dracarys moment. And then when she wasn't, I was like, that feels more right. You know, like I didn't really think that she would, but there was still just that little bit of a of a question. Would she do it? Would she eliminate everyone just right there? I don't think she would be tore up about losing Allison and Aegon, Mm -mm. but like there were innocent people Mm -hmm. there. Like I think of Helena Mm -hmm. and, you know, Rhaenyra's as a mother, as a grandmother, Mm -hmm. I think like that's just not in her character, you Mm -hmm. know, like the loss of lives and the innocent, the innocence of it all. But she did just like murder like a room of hundreds of people. Yeah. So... (laughs) To make a, I don't know. To make a really vivid point, we yeah, hear we know. hear you, Rainies. We hear you. You're mad. You have reason. Here's here's how I'll explain it. Here's how I'll hand wave it. Okay. So she has this, you know, like mental connection with her dragon, and uh-huh. we've seen this in Game of Thrones. Like, mm-hmm. Danny's in danger, and Drogon just fucking shows up out of nowhere. Like, get on my yeah. back. It's time to go. Love you. <laughs> So, like, this is kind of, like, a similar situation. Mm-hmm. It would make more sense to me mm-hmm. as if Rainey's was in the room and, like, the dragon erupted through the floor and, like, she climbed on afterwards. That's how Ooh, I would have yeah. done it. That would have made so much more sense. And all of the chaos and debris and rubble, like, I don't know. Like, it kind of looked like she was already... On her dragon's back. So, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe she didn't know where she was coming up at. Like, maybe she didn't know I don't where know it she sure would felt... erupt from. Yeah, it felt real <laughs> intentional. It felt like she knew. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Quite but questions. I, I like that she made the choice not to do it. You know, I mean, I know it would have changed the story drastically, of course, if that was the decision that had been made. And, you know, we would not be going on to another season. Or... She's like, I won't kill innocent nobility. Right. But poor people. You're game. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we need a peasant uprising. Um, <laughs> they figure out how to take out the dragons somehow. Anyway, as far as her, like, just leaving after this and Alicent standing there with freshly crowned Aegon just god that guy that guy that guy and of course like when everybody's cheering for him he's like this this is gonna be so bad it's gonna be so 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 bad it's gonna be so bad I'm just excited for next week yeah yeah I'm ready for Damon to put on his murder cloak and I think you're going to get your wish next week, too, potentially. Like, if Rhaenys is off to warn Rhaenyra and Rhaenyra and Daemon need to find allies fast, like, it'll be interesting to see if there's, like, kind of a 
a mini barrage of new people introduced like close to the end so we have more to look forward to for next season too there's gonna be a lot of dragons flying Mm -hmm. i don't know how things are gonna get split up because i feel like someone's gonna need to go to king's landing asap but they have their dragons there like yeah one isn't gonna cut it 